This episode of TGC Podcast is sponsored by Acts 29 with an invitation to their 2024 Next Conference happening April 15th through the 17th in Dallas, Texas. You don't want to miss this great lineup of speakers, including Sam Albury, Matt Chandler, Brian Loritz, John Piper, and more. The Next Conference will equip and encourage church planters and church leaders of all types for church ministry. To learn more and register for Next, visit acts29.com slash next. TGC podcast listeners will receive a special discount of $20 off registration prices by using the code TGC. Again, visit acts29.com slash next. That's acts29.com slash next. This episode of TGC Podcast is brought to you by Crossway. Do you long to understand the Bible in a deeper way? The ESV Study Bible was created by a diverse team of leading Bible scholars and teachers and features a wide array of study tools, including extensive study notes, topical theology articles, Bible character profiles, and more, making it a valuable resource for serious readers, students, and teachers of God's Word. Pick up a copy of the ESV Study Bible wherever Bibles are sold or visit crossway.org plus to find out how you can get 30% off. This episode of the Gospel Coalition podcast is sponsored by Baker Books, presenting The Gospel of Our King by Bruce Ashford and Heath Thomas, an accessible overview showing how the Bible is one overarching story that addresses every aspect of our mission and worldview. Pre-order a copy at bakeracademic.com. This is the Gospel Coalition podcast, where we seek to renew the contemporary church in the ancient gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Colin Hansen. Today's podcast is a roundtable discussion with Russell Moore, Trevin Wax, and Scott Sauls on whether pastors should use social media. So brothers, we, we're living in a digital age, and I know there are a lot of pastors who are wondering what... How, how should we engage in this world of social media? We, we want to be communicators of biblical gospel truth uh, in the different spheres of influence we've been given. Um, but the question comes up, how do we do this with social media? It, one of the questions that some pastors will raise uh, is, should we even be involved in social media? Would you say that a pastor needs to uh, be engaged in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and things like this. What kind of counsel should we uh, should we give as we're helping pastors think through this? Well, every generation is on social media. Uh, the older you are, the more oriented you are toward Facebook, uh, mid-range Twitter, young people, Instagram, and so. Um, seems like maybe uh, you know, like Luther used the printing press. We ought to consider a healthy life-giving use of technology, um, great opportunity for small touches, uh, especially uh, for pastors who, who are leading congregations uh, that are larger than their own relational capacity. Uh, I've found it actually a, a, a really helpful way to, to have personal touches, small personal touches with people I, I otherwise might not even know uh, who are part of my own church. And so it's been really helpful and fruitful that way. The danger is kind of the high, highlight reel uh, aspect, and uh, res- what do you mean by that? Uh, of just just presenting the the best parts of your life and your ministry, not telling the whole truth about your life and your ministry, and that 
that becomes a potential integrity issue. Um, and I think, too, that pastors get in trouble when we uh, respond to kind of the outrage culture by as participants rather than as diffusers. I, I think, it, you know, on the positive side, social media can be a tremendous opportunity to demonstrate what it means to respond healthy to unfair criticism, you know, trolling, as they call it, and things of that sort. Um, so it can be an opportunity to be a good example. It also can be uh, an opportunity to ruin your witness. Um, just depending on how you engage with the kind of the debate aspects and the argumentative aspects of social media. Yeah, I, I would say that there's not a rule that I would give to every person in ministry about social media. What I would say is you need to recognize and know that your people in your mission field, as Scott says, are on social media. But then a lot of the determination of how you use it is really going to depend upon your own particular vulnerabilities and knowing that. So there are some uh, there are some people who are drawn toward being quarrelsome, uh, as, as Paul forbids us to be, and social media can be a, a real point of vulnerability toward that kind of pugilistic uh, side. There are other people who are kind of looking at social media the way a politician looks at approval ratings constantly, how am I doing, which is, that, that is not a good read uh, of what's happening because everybody in your church who hates you uh, may well say that on social media, but the people who say, I really am praying for my pastor typically aren't going on and saying that they assume everybody else is. And so if that's a point of vulnerability, kind of finding your identity in what's going on for in either direction, then I would say find some other way uh, to engage uh, in social media. I think one of the one of the things that I am thinking about as a as a teaching pastor who is using social media and writing uh, some is uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this platform as a way to, to um, help the people in my congregation interpret the world through a, a Christian framework. Now, that, that doesn't mean that I'm always getting it right as I'm going, but I, I see it as an extension of uh, there are certain topics and certain things and interesting things that I might share that I might discuss or make mention of online that I wouldn't be appropriate in a in a uh, Sunday sermon or in a in a normal teaching environment in in a congregation, and yet uh, social media does give it gives me the opportunity to make comment on something or pass along something of interest, uh, uh, something that uh, would help people along in the way they may be uh, uh, thinking about the world or uh, wondering how do we interpret certain events but but there we have to be careful when we do this because um it it, it the the dangers of us being sort of sucked into like you said the outrage machine or being succumbing to our vulnerabilities online the dangers there to be to be sucked into that kind of a, an outrage culture where um we may think we are warrioring for for Jesus Christ online but if we're engaging just like everyone else, then we really are being just like the world, regardless of the particular stance that we're taking online, biblical, biblical or not. Gentle answer turns away wrath. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, again, I think it's a, it's a good potential platform to demonstrate what that looks like. Um, and uh, in that can be a wonderful uh, discipleship tool. You know, Paul writes to Timothy and says, watch your life and doctrine closely because in so doing you'll save those, you know, who hear. And, and um, you know, this is our 
platform. This is part of what what a, a minister's platform can be in this day and age. And if you look at Generation Z and even the millennial generation, I mean, they're they're, they're natives now. This is their native tongue, and I mean, to to say that you can't or shouldn't uh, speak via social media to younger generations in particular is like saying, well, you ought to maybe try to pastor a, uh, an English-speaking con- congregation chiefly by speaking Spanish. And, and uh, I know that's a little bit extreme and hyperbolic, but, <clears throat> but if, if you're not connected online, you, you, you lose a pretty significant opportunity, especially with, with younger folks who live that world. Do we also face the danger, though, of... Um I, I hear that, and I, I'm, I'm thinking some people may be watching this, and the the, the, pu- the, the pushback might be uh, we live in a broadcast culture where so much of if it's not posted online, did it really happen kind of a culture. And you see that all in all generations in particular. Everything has to be captured and photographed and then put online. Is there is there the danger that pastors may confuse social, some who are very active on social media, that pastors may confuse their social media use with actual, take this as the sign that they are faithfully pastoring when so much of pastoral ministry is not broadcast. It's it's one-on-one, it's personal, it's uh, in, at the hospital bedside and, and in other places. Well, that's especially true if someone is, uh, again, if you come back to that point of vulnerability, if someone is uh, having to be constantly engaging in a particular social media platform uh, in a way that that absence the ability to be able to think and reflect. Mm-hmm. Then that's someone who says, I need to find a way. Maybe I do this, but I do it in, in more scheduled sorts of ways. Um, I think that's something that, that, ought to, that ought to, we ought to pay attention to. I mean, the life of Jesus, withdrawing, engaging, withdrawing, engaging. I think the same thing's true with social media. Mm-hmm. So engaging intentionally, uh, carefully, uh, knowing our vulnerabilities, and, and trying to, to, to be a pastoral presence in the spaces where people are at. Thank you, brothers. You've been listening to the Gospel Coalition podcast. For more gospel-centered resources, visit thegospelcoalition.org. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Learn more and join us at tgc.org slash donate.